This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. We're continuing our our series on refactoring. In the previous episodes we've talked about what and why uh, should you do refactoring? What is refactoring? Why should you do it? We've also talked about when and how to do refactoring. Uh in this one we want to clarify what is refactoring and what is not refactoring because this is a term that often gets misused in the wrong context and that could be uh, that could lead to a lot of confusion. So what is refactoring so let's revisit the definition refactoring is uh, improvement in code to make it uh, more readable without any changes to the uh, externally visible uh, behaviors so that is what refactoring is and uh, so by definition what refactoring is then is low level design changes code changes you know changes in how classes and functions are are organized these are low level design changes and uh, often the uh, uh, reason why you are doing these is because you are coming across code that was written by somebody else or or by your, yourself but in the past and you're trying to understand that old code and uh, and make sense out of it and in the process also improving that code uh, to make it more understandable so that is what refactoring is right uh, now a lot of times uh, what we've seen teams do is um, call architectural changes also as refactoring so for example if you're introducing a new library which will give you some functionality um, uh, for uh, out of the box or if you're um, making some changes to the way your service boundaries are uh, and so you're splitting services uh, to make uh, them more scalable on their own or more independent Uh, or you might be changing the interface uh, for your services so these are architectural level changes they have an impact on the consumers of your application uh, and so it's it's tricky to call these things refactoring actually you should not call these things uh, refactoring at all uh, because uh, these are first class um, uh, items in your backlog that need to be prioritized against functional features because uh, these things are providing uh, value it might not be immediate business value but it is uh, value that these uh, features are providing so for example introducing a new library that gives you some features out of the box is going to help you in um, in delivering some features and so there's value in there uh, and you need to prioritize that against developing a feature for example and so uh, the way we would tackle this is to call uh, it out as a text story and to prioritize a text story against the functional stories that you have in the backlog uh, it's also important that your po or you know a technical counterpart to your po understands uh, why these are there in the backlog what is the value that each of them give and and be able to make that decision very consciously uh, whereas refactoring is a small decision that you would make run time while writing code uh, you will make a decision as a developer that hey this can be better and and that's the reason why you would want to do that um, and and call it refactoring Uh, so that's how we would distinguish between uh, refactoring and text stories yeah and about those uh, <coughs> those architectural changes another way to look at it is that 
they often are associated with some cross-functional uh, requirement. So like a new tool or an improved version of, of the library, uh, etc. generally uh, are also associated with, let's say, improved reliability or security or, 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 or some other... Or performance. Yeah. yeah. So and and so those are you know like Akshay said genuine business benefits that uh, that uh, uh, the the clients and you together can then weigh those against the the functional features and and prioritize that and uh, and the thing about them is that that is some these are examples of things that you should decide collaboratively with the with the customer with the client yeah because it has like external impact as well and so on but refactoring is the is the kind of work that you don't uh, need to or want to uh, ask for permission it is just something that you do because the alternative to it is uh, uh, is much worse like the alternative to 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 let's say you're you come across code that is uh, that is uh, written a long time ago and uh, and not written very clearly um, and but you have to modify that that code you have to start making sense of out of that code to be able to uh, modify it so what is your alternative you could you know spend in the same amount of time in trying to just understand the code by reading it let's say multiple times or uh, and then like making the code worse or you can uh, read it as you're reading it start improving it and then um, and then make your code uh, changes and, and thus basically overall leave the code better so um, and both of these options take uh, roughly the same time when done well by when done by developers who have practice and and uh, uh, knowledge or refactoring techniques then it takes about the same time and that's why it's not a business decision it's not something you want to um, negotiate uh, with uh, with anybody on because it just is clearly the right way of building software yeah that's interesting actually that takes us into uh, the topic of tech debt a little bit because uh, sometimes uh, we've seen developers make a conscious decision to leave a particular piece of code unclean or not in the ideal state uh, because they think that it will make them faster. <clears throat> and there are legitimate uh, um, situations where this is possible um, and there are situations where this is not really possible. And again, our reflection is that if you are doing this at a code level, at a low-level design, then um, it, you're really just uh, uh, wasting your time because uh, you're trying to go faster, but you're working with unclean code and that itself is going to make you slower. Uh, and so in effect, you're not really gaining anything. Uh, but at an architectural level, you might legitimately make a decision saying that, hey, you know what, I should have taken this functionality out and put it into a separate service. But I'm not going to do that right now because I'll have to do all the pipelining around that service and uh, and there are like several other things that I need to do. And so I'm just going to put this feature in the next closest service uh, that can accommodate it. And I'm going to put it out in the market to see how people respond to that feature. And uh, if, if I'm going to build on top of that feature, then that is the time when I will actually pay that debt back 
and and that's when I'll invest in making the proper service boundaries about that functionality. So that could be a legitimate business decision that you're making because you want to beat competition or get faster feedback or you know, whatever other reason. And so if you're making that choice at an architectural level, uh, you should call it tech debt. And, and that makes sense. Uh, you pay it off as soon as possible. Again, you pay it off using technical stories uh, because this is, uh, this is something that you decided collaboratively with the client that you will do. And now you want to undo it or make it better. And so you carve out a separate technical story for it, weigh it against the new features that you're developing, and that's how you would uh, want to play that. And tech debt at a code level doesn't really make sense. If you have it, you should pay it off uh, uh, the way you would do regular refactoring. Uh, so if you have unclean code and you see it while developing a story and you're only going to make method level or class level changes, you should just do it the way you would usually do refactoring. Uh, but ideally, you shouldn't even be in that situation because that is not really giving you any benefit. Yeah. So um, so th uh, that's uh, that's that's our take on uh, on what is refactoring, what is not refactoring. Um, yeah, it's important that teams are clear about the terminology that they are using. Otherwise, it could lead to a lot of uh, lot of uh, anti-patterns. We'll, we'll do a separate episode on just anti-patterns of refactoring as well. So, see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.